0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's the True Faith podcast. The uh, Cast United one Blackburn one post FA Cup review. There's also been plenty spoken about oh, about this podcast potential or alleged takeover Newcastle United weekend so you've got myself Alex Hurst and Paul Lyne to talk to you about all of that on this free true faith podcast this podcast is supported by Fansbet the unique gambling company who share 50% of its net profits with selected fan partners if you like a gamble on the football or any other sport I would advise you check them out if you don't then leave it well alone Uh, and we're also supported by our patrons uh, who pay five pounds ish a month. Um, for about 30 extra podcasts on Newcastle United uh, through the, the platform of Patreon. So if you like what you hear, please check that out. Paul, uh, how are you? I've just spoke to you off you've just about recovered from um, the magic that was Newcastle won, Blackburn won yesterday.
2: I'm very well, mate. Aye. Uh, you can't really beat the magic of the cup, can you? Uh,
1: definitely not. Definitely not on the mic, Ashley. I mean, like your very well-timed <laughs> tweet said afterwards, um, we're still in the draw for the fourth round. Positives? <laughs> and
2: yeah yeah that's it that's what uh that's what we're clinging on to lads come on this is uh this is our year how are you
1: um yeah definitely and i mean tell us a little bit about your day who did you go to the match with where did you sit what was your experience like
2: um yeah well i took the opportunity to take uh my uh, young son um some might say it's it's cry crue- uh, child cruelty but um I didn't get away with it, so he certainly isn't. Um, so yeah, I took the opportunity to do that. It was um, obviously the tickets were nice and cheap, which uh, credit the club for that. Um, Ten pound for me and five pound for him, um, and basically we just just we had, uh, had a couple got a couple of seats in the Platinum Club. Um, bit of a change from uh, from your usual perch at uh, in the strawberry corner. So yeah, and. Uh, well, I went along with a couple, of, a couple of the usual match, match day going lads, and they, they brought their sons as well. Had me, um, and they were all similar age. They're all around three and four year old. Um, going to that first game, um, and uh, I mean I had also had me dad and me and me nephew were there. Uh, usual suspects, you know, but um, I saw yeah, it was just generally a, a really good day. Um, in terms of uh, like how the how the lads uh found it and their experience um they managed to all sit through the game which uh which is a credit to them um there's a f- there's a few left early and i noticed even though we were, we we're sort of pushing and scored that late goal um but yeah it's,
1: on on the whole it was a it was a decent day well that's good to hear it and there's always positives to take isn't there uh, despite what we saw on the pitch and you know one thing's for sure yeah. um your and will be able to tell his grandkids that he saw Newcastle score penalty in St. James' Park because uh, it's so infrequently <laughs> yeah. to get them that that'll probably be the next time it happens. I mean, I'd, 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 I didn't quite know what would, uh, what was what was happening when uh, the referee pointed to the spot, but Mark Ritchie does what he does best. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, Rafa, after the game, uh, is quoted quite rightly as saying, the draw is the worst case scenario for us. Another game, more risk, more injury. Uh, and w- was that your feeling uh, you know were you kind of thinking that full time like you know would rather I mean that Rafa is, is clearly saying the worst case scenario is the draw he'd rather have lost the game mm-hmm. than going a draw What what are your thoughts on it mm-hmm.
2: Um, I do understand his uh, viewpoint, like. Um, but you know, it's it's an opportunity for fans again at Ewood Park, and uh, it's normally a canny it's a canny trip. But uh, yeah, in terms of uh, the squad, um, it's pretty much it'll be. I imagine it'll be the same eleven. Um, well, depending on if Lejeune's fit and like to go in the first team. He might even come out with that side I played yesterday, because um, we'll need to sort of protect him. But um, yeah, in terms of like a bit of a fixture pile up but could have probably done without it. And I do understand where you saying like, It's like just we should have really went out, Taylor. Just all guns blazing to win, and at the risk of losing, um, and just try and get like an outcome um, on the, on the night. Uh, I do understand that definitely.
1: I'm going to be a little bit critical of him because if the draw is the worst case scenario, bring Rondon on for the last 15 minutes, like or, yeah. or start. This is the thing. I, like I get it. I understand why pretty much every single Premier League team, if not every single Premier League team, apart from maybe those at the top, would play a rotated team this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. our rotated team is much worse than every other rotated team in the league because we are much worse than pretty much every other team in the league, apart maybe Cardiff and Huddersfield. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't know why we wouldn't just put everyone out, win the game comfortably. Um, you saw the impact that the likes of perez Shelby had when they came on. If you were to throw... Rondon mm-hmm. on into that and played Dummut and Yedlin because with the fullbacks yesterday were were dire. Not that they were they were the only ones. Um but yeah it, it it's just a strange comment to me and I, I understand it and you know me and you Paul are probably gonna go to this this replay because that's what we do, yeah. we're, we're following Newcastle United. Um but i I just it was a strange comment. I think if the draw is the worst case scenario just fucking win the game. Just just put put the full strength team out and while I have sympathy in there and I understand yeah. why not. Um I thought looking at that team that we put out yesterday looking at the fact that Blackburn made only one change um, and they've been in reasonable form recently mm. suggested that that a draw was, was was a reasonably likely result so if it was the worst possible result it's a, it's a strange one I mean when you saw the team sheet what was your initial reaction
2: um well I I I found out the time uh, the, the time the, the team in a bit of an old school fashion actually couldn't get signal on my phone outside the uh, the ground. So I found out the team like over the tannoy Um which was uh it was really harking back to when I first used to go to the game. But um so yeah, just seeing all the changes, um I was though were expected I suppose. Um we're getting like dribs and drabs of team news like pretty much all this week really seeing expected long staff to play and um they just got to rest, run down and all that kind of thing. So I was just like I was a bit disappointed for the lads. Um I mean, are only three year old, but like you want to see like the the main players in the team, um. So, but I thought it it would sort of like make the game level as you as you just alluded to there, um. And it might make for an interesting cup tie, but uh, yeah, I was probably I, I probably like having having, having uh uh took took your point there. I, I would have preferred to have seen a few more first teamers in there and try and get the job done early doors and then make the subs you know later on in the game when. Well, once it's won, so to speak, but um, yeah, probably just expected. Really, the team not wasn't really disappointed or anything, like that, but just like as as you'd expect. So to speak. tough for
1: the manager because we're not going to win the FA Cup this year. Um, we'll have to stay in the league, yeah. though. It's becoming less and less apparent why we'll have to stay in the league. the longer the club isn't taken over. Um, yeah. In terms of the club's long term future. Um I mean I kind of looked at our lineup when I saw a mixture of lads who simply aren't good enough for the top level. You'd put Hoslou, Manquio, mm. Sterry, Jacob Murphy in there. Um, you know, promising youngsters, Woodman and Longstaff. And um you know then you've got first teamers in the likes of Matt Ritchie, Shaw, Kennedy, Hayden, who's also not good enough but, you know, has been playing reasonably well for the first team since he's come back in the week mm. once away. And then you've got the returning hero in Lejeune. Who was fantastic and kept me casting in the game it was that was the, pretty much the only that. positive from last night apart from my score pen was um Florian lejeune's return he he walks into the first team for me um yeah, without doubt, he looked good and he just like he just wasn't carrying
2: any of this season's baggage was he, he was just like he just i nah, look you look ready to go back in the first team without doubt um I'm confident I'm take a take a free <laughs> kick at the end as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um which though though he did it did go over the bar. We looked at me deficiency as well. Well, we think it was better than Shelby's recent el- uh, efforts. Who we just he's like it, trying to. deny trying to knock the sports direct signs off the off the Gallagher end It was that. It was calling. that far but out that uh, I think
1: he hit it hard enough that it would have if it was on target in where he wanted it to go, it wouldn't have gone in. Whereas Shelby's have been either just, just dreadfully shite or the keepers saved them quite comfortably. <laughs> um, so at least he was having yeah, a bit of a yeah. go. But was was there anyone else from that whole Turgid affair that came out with any credit for you?
2: Um, I quite liked uh, I thought Longstaff started quite well. Uh, looked quite tidy in midfield and um I would like to see a bit more from him. Um in terms of like maybe getting a bit of a chance. Um I mean if Hayden wants away, if he gets away um in, in January then there's there's it's it's probably gonna be him that we're looking at. Um so I thought he done all right and he he probably did fade a little bit, but uh other than that, I'm pro- I'm I'm struggling really um, for 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 positives in in terms of performance. Like um, Woodman, uh, first time I've seen him, um, he was he was okay when to like save a shot, but whenever a cross came in, it was just he he flapped in that. Um, and he's always looking to sort of punch, but I think that might be down to his size. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not really. I'm I'm struggling to think of any sort of positive performances. Really, I mean, I mean Richie, he showed his usual endeavour, um. But I don't know. It's it just it just took the whole game like lacked lacked that bit of quality like.
1: Totally agree. Kennedy started brightly in the number ten position and then faded very badly. Ended up back yeah. out on the left. Um, again, he just doesn't seem capable at the minute. Um, sure had a bad game give away some silly fouls they can give away the foul yeah. for the for the goal um, Hayden was, was poor against lower league opposition um, Mancure was, was dreadful I thought Sterry was, was really poor um, he doesn't look good enough um, and mm. Jacob Murphy had you know I, I've been calling for the inclusion of Jacob Murphy in recent years and yeah. recent years recent weeks um, and I can absolutely see why <laughs> yeah. based on that form uh, he's nowhere near the first team or the bench Um
2: Nah Well I was when he, when he got subbed I was like I was like I didn't I forgot he was playing And uh, he had that one shot In the second half That well over the Well over the bar At the Gallagher end um, But other than that I was just like I, I'd, He was anonymous nah, Totally
1: Yes uh, Very disappointing night I mean I quite enjoyed the opening 10 minutes Because we went back to playing Four at the back Which is a good sign For Cardiff at home Because if we're mm. lined up with five at the back Against Cardiff City at home We might as well pack it all in Um and yeah. we played back, and for the first 10 minutes it was like an open game and because we make Premier League games such tight turgid affairs with so few chances at both ends I quite enjoyed the fact that players could run with the ball in midfield play the ball to a winger and, w- and you, were, you were kind of in the final third already and Jacob Murphy got two or three balls mm. early on and just from then you could tell it was going to be a dreadful night for him but it started off all right but I mean do you Do you think we deserved anything from that like you know I, I think most people are, would say we're pretty lucky to get a draw, even though like mm. Woodman hasn't really had to make a save, but Blackburn kind of to me dominated yeah. dominated the game possession wise until the goal anyway, how did you see the game
2: yeah uh I thought it was well uh, it was it was a very sort of championship like game uh, which we've seen plenty of times before um It's like pass pass pass, and then get the get the edge of the box. And then it was just like no quality, so then it, it would just like be the other team's turn. Um so it was like a bit well, I, I say it end to end, but it wasn't like it was like shot after shot or anything like that. But um I it was just a bit it just a uh, I just totally lacked quality and I mean they're probably a bit more used to playing like that, I haven't obviously been in the championship. We've sort of reverted to this like low possession hitting teams on the break. Um and we, we struggled at a string like a few passes together really um, and that's why I think it looks like Blackburn are probably they're probably pushing it appears that they're pushing and probably deserve a little bit more out of the game um, we were sort of dependent on the likes of Murphy, Kennedy um, to show a bit of individual brilliance a bit of a bit of class, a bit of, a bit of quality just to sort of be the the, the sort of the game changers and um that didn't come off and yeah, I think I think we're probably we probably are a bit bit lucky to still, still be in the in the hat for the next round. But um fair, fair play to Blackburn, they've they've come up and they they played it probably as they have done so the past five, six weeks. Um and if they did sort of get a, a decent strike uh, they, they might be a bit higher in the league. But um but I uh just I probably I'd probably say we are a little bit fortunate to sort of come out of that game, not not uh not having been defeated
1: yeah I'll, I'll agree I mean in the first half um we had you know Hostler had an acrobatic um effort saved at the back post yeah, yeah. and then you know I think it was Matt Ritchie tested the keeper who spilled it and Hostler should have buried it and the keeper got got back up to save well but that's two chances Hostler should have really scored um and I'm sure that's what yeah. we're be looking at thinking well, we should have been tuned up at half time, and in the second half we had all those chances off the line from one corner um, so Blackburn did ride the luck at times but you know Tony Mowbray's sides always do play decent attacking passing football um, doesn't matter what level he's managed that mm-hmm. whether it be in the Champions League or or, or in League 1 um, or League 2 even he's he's always done it um, so yeah I think Blackburn fair play and bought 3,000 fans which is more than I ever saw them bring when they were a Premier League club um, they, they made a fair bit of <laughs> yeah. noise um, and they'll be unlucky to have to face us in a, in a replay I mean the major issue for me, Paul, is—is is this replay comes directly before the Cardiff game. Um, so you are you expecting yeah. potentially an even weaker side to face them? Or do you think you'll say, "No, we've, we've got"? I mean, obviously the draw will mean a lot because if we get you know Gillingham at home, because um, we know the draw mm-hmm. um, tomorrow, Monday, um, if we get Gillingham at home, then there's every chance you go through and you're only a couple of games in the quarter final. Do you think you'll just go with an even worse team?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh Knowing who we, we could pretend, who we, we could face that might uh, impact the uh, the first team because um it suddenly it suddenly seems like that I mean the league fixture is always always most important um well in 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 no way that, that was set up at the, at the minute as a club but um but I I think uh it dep- I mean it, it does depend on results around the game but um I could potentially see like an even f- further week inside because the Cardiff game could be like the massive as it um as it being a winnable league game but um I'd, I'd just I would just like to see where like like you mentioned before, uh, earlier on it's just like just put put that strong eleven out and then make the subs um once once we've scored two or three but that's we're asking Newcastle United scored two or three goals in the game it's just it doesn't doesn't happen very often. Um so not it's a difficult one. Um I think uh if we've got, like, a tough draw in the, in the next round, it's just like, well, yeah, you you probably, you, you, you might even see the, most of the under-23s in there. But um, if it's, like, like, if there is is a carrot, then maybe we might see a few more first-teamers. Um, I mean, Lejeune, like I mentioned them before, we're probably going to have to wrap him up in Cottonwood because he might become very important to, to the back end of the season. But, like, he's going to need game time, so hopefully he's still in there. Um, but, yeah... I mean, what what what
1: would be your take on it? My take is, I think you'll you'll play an even weakened team. Um, you'll see a lot of the young lads in. Uh, if again, I would like to see us I mean, not just because I'm good at the match, but because um, what better way to prepare for Cardiff than with a win? Um, if you don't, yeah. there's a chance of extra time penalties. So play the best team, win the game. Oh. Um, you know, having said that, we'll be doing the match day podcast appearance the way home with Rondon. Rondon and a broken leg, basically, just saying we're relegated. So he's he's probably the only <laughs> okay. player. I'd, I'd wrap up. I think the rest of the, I mean, uh, yeah, you've got your midfield too, I suppose as well. But the rest of them, I'd play the likes of um, you know Atsu Dummett, Yedlin, proper centre back, mm. uh, partnership, um, possibly you know Diame, um, Perez, and you know maybe a, a, I don't know maybe one maybe one of the younger lads centre forwards rather than Hossolu, um give them a chance and if it's not working after forty five bring Rondon on for forty five. But you know I'm sure we'll we'll preview that game for patrons uh, when when it comes so. Yeah, but like yeah. you said, mate, um, still in the draw, and you had a decent date, St. James' is with uh, with the family. I mean, there was some criticism on social media of people who attended the game, which is exactly what this type of thing is. It's social media. It's 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 like Newcastle social media is desperate for a boycott or some sort of direct action, but it's, it's just not ref- reflected in the vast majority of the, the support. Now, I'm not criticising either camp, yeah. but... The the food kiosks are, cut, are full every game of St. James's. The program sellers do a roaring trade. Um, yeah. Tickets are sold. There just isn't the kind of militant um, or, or, or desire for direct boycotts or whatever you want to call it. It just doesn't exist in real life. You saw that with the 11-minute walk-in. Um, we did it. Mm-hmm. It was really badly attended. It's just, you know, whoever is trying to organize this stuff, it's not translating, translating from social media to so the vast majority of the match, go and support. Maybe that'll change um, when we don't sign anyone yeah. this January. But you know, for the moment, I mean, I just find it strange that people are saying, "Oh, what are thirty six thousand people doing?" A, you know, the match because Newcastle are playing and tickets were ten quid, and not going to that game would I, I, I fail to see what it would affect. Essentially, I, it was just a, a strange one for me. I think if you want to go to an FA Cup match, go to an FA Cup.
2: No, no, but, uh, I totally agree. Um, I have seen a bit of the bit of stick people are getting in the story. I thought it's a bit a bit much because like you say that that crowd yesterday was mainly like it was just like families basically uh i, I bought a row of like uh eight tickets and it was like there was there was four juniors in, in amongst that um and it's it's just all about like because like if you're not if you're not um if you're not introducing like the the next generation of fans then you know the, the club will ultimately like just it, it, it dies on its on its on its horse basically, but I mean, obviously you say like, uh, Ashley's run of the clubs, pretty much doing that anyway. But um, I think yeah, uh, I mean thirty six thousand now. I mean pre level seven, that's that's class as a sellout. Um, but I I could t- I understand why people were there and and there was still there was there was a good contingent in the strawberry corner making plenty of noise and and um, I th- it was just a shame. What would have made a. a just a better sort of cup tie feeling to it would have like had the Blackburn fans like been in the in that large corner in the in the leases, which I that's where I expected them to be. Um but um anyway that's that's probably it's probably going a bit off topic. But uh yeah, bit bit harsh to criticise those like taking taking the youngins there. Um they're probably just looking at it like well, Ashley doesn't know if he's doing wrong, if if he's still got people turning up but People will always turn up, and I think that's just that's just the way it is. I think when you cast united,
1: yes, I agree. Um, though you know, like things need to be organised, but there was no organisation to to any boycott yesterday, so I, I found that strange. Um, no, you know, ultimately it's it's just all. If you did not want to go to the matches, don't go. Um, don't you know, shout and scream at other people. If you want to try yeah. and organise something, then then good luck to you. But you know, not going to the match and then kicking off on social media that other people went to me is a bizarre way to to live your life. But you know, best of luck to. To anyone who thinks that'll work, um, takeover stuff. Uh, everyone's favourite subject slash least favourite subject at the minute. Uh, yeah. There was a letter from Peter Kenyon uh, sent to Mike Ashley, which, according to the Chronicle, has been leaked. Uh, both. With the uh, approval of both Mike Ashley and Peter Kenyon, um, I'll read it out quickly. This is Peter Kenyon and Mike Ashley. I know I speak for both of us in that we continue to share a serious determination to finalize the agreement We we have to suit both parties as soon as possible in the new year. We have both spent many months discussing the parameters of a final deal, and as you know, we have also invested heavily in time and money on our various legal and financial advisors. I appreciate the time and effort committed to the detailed discussions by your advisors, lawyers, club, and of course, yourself. I fully respect you desire to ensure the next owners of Newcastle United understand the, fo- the club, the football, and have the appropriate financial resources. I'm delighted that you think the investor group led like myself is the best fit. On my side, I'd personally like to you that I'm committed to conclude our deal as soon as possible. And while we are both perhaps frustrated that we have not progressed as quickly as we would have wished, I would like to express personal gratitude for your patience and integrity in this matter. And I hope we can continue our discussions in the same spirit. Paul, good or, good or bad news that this letter has come out?
2: Um, I don't know because it's, it's the common theme well it's been uh, if there's no news there's good news so to get news it's almost like it's it's approached with like total conspiracy theories and all sorts um, me personally um, I just the next time I hear from them I just want to know that the deal's done I'm not really I don't want to hear about progress and all that kind of stuff I just want to hear it done um, I'd rather just be in the dark right until, until the, till that day uh, comes if and when it happens. Um, uh, just it putting letters out and things like that just leaves them open to interpretation. I'd um, say people have looked into the source of the letter and 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 what's been said before. Um, apparently, I, I read somewhere like the, the same. It's come from the same uh, source that said Mike Ashley's a good own, good enough for Newcastle United. Um, so I don't know. I, I sort of take it with a pinch of salt and and just sort of move on from it. I moved on from it quite quickly and just um, yeah. I'm just I'm just waiting for the just the day that it happens, really, um, and just I said more likely that no news is probably um, good news in a way. I don't know. It's uh, it's a difficult one because is you sort of wanna you wanna hear that the, there's a, a feeling inside that you you wanna hear a bit more and you wanna know things are happening, but then another. On the other hand, you just it's just like well, what we're getting fed in the timing as well. It's um, it's been a few um, has been a few people saying oh, well, saying I'm hiring me, seeing ticket direct debits are being cancelled and and this comes out at the same time is it like is it just sort of uh, a ploy to placate that um I don't know there's just it just then it gets all very tiresome and you're just like oh it's. Can we get back to the football and then and then you look at the 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 squad on the pitch and how uh, how threadbare it is and then it's just like you just you go down another sort of negative spiral of of Newcastle United news or non news and uh, so yeah I, I didn't I didn't really know what to make of it to be honest because uh, like see you go down like you go, you go down a couple of routes of thought and then you just like you end you end up no further forward
1: yeah I I agree um, it's all. A little bit Amanda Stavely um, Amanda Staveley was real she tried to buy the football club but she never had the, the the asking price so she made an offer that was always going to be rejected I think I think personally I think I actually should have yeah. accepted and fucked off but it's not up to me um <laughs> and it's like I, I agree yeah. with you I've I've been enthused by the fact that Kenyon hasn't spoken to any journalists uh he hasn't said anything he's supposedly just been keeping his head down get this deal done and then this is this is, you know, it's just no good. Um, very disappointed in it. Um, I've always thought that the club will be sold. Um, Peter Kenyon is really—he's he, not been roped in by Mike Ashley to, um, to to not make you cancel your season ticket. That's that's the thing. That's just fanciful um, and beyond reason. Yeah. Um, Cancel, just, just cancel it do you know what I mean like you're, you're in charge of your own destiny just cancel your season ticket like just do it. you can go back you know and uncancel it in a couple of months before the season ends it's, it's not some kind of final thing um, when you're paying for next season just it's just bizarre some of the stuff I've read online over the past 24 hours um, about direct, you know the big direct debit conspiracy just fucking cancel your season ticket just do it like I don't think that you know Keith Bishop is, isn't a well connected bloke um he's he's not what you think he is. He's not some kind of mastermind. The only influence he has, he has not he has no influence over the, the, any of the local press pack, the people who cover Newcastle United day to day. His only influence is over people at like the Mirror, the Daily Express, The Sun. Um that's that's it. Mike Ashley and Lee Charlie aren't that smart to to make you do you know to, to force you to, to to cancel your season ticket or not. Just 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 do it. If if you're that way of mind, and if you don't want to mm-hmm. do it, don't do it. Um you know, I personally wouldn't be, you know, I'll probably cancel it at the end of the season um, when Rafa goes and if Ashley's still here. But, you know, I think it's bad, but I don't think it's anything underhanded or, or designed to make you keep your season ticket. If we don't sign anyone and you want to cancel yeah. your season ticket, just don't sign anyone. You'll know by, by January the 31st. It's not like a, a time loop where you can't cancel it. But, you know, if we haven't <laughs> anyone by Jan- January the 29th and you're going to cancel your season ticket, if you're that way minded, do it. Um, as me dog comes here i don't know whether you heard that in the background Uh, and gets in the way but um (laughs) you know i think kenyan's real i think he wants to buy the club does he have enough money to satisfy ashley's hugely inflated um price tag for uh, you know a a mess of a football club i have no idea um i personally thought this is the end for ashley because it's not like other relegations this won't be like other relegations where we've had you know 2009-10 we had a team good enough to bounce straight back with a a walking pace really kind Mm -hmm. of in third gear um and then last time we had what sixty, seventy million pounds worth of players, ninety million pounds worth of players to be able to sell. Um we definitely don't have mm. that. So if we go down next time, no. there's no cheap options, there's no straight bounce backs. Uh, you know, even if we stay up and 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 Rafa keeps us up, and then he leaves. I think this squad is so far behind the rest of the Premier League that Unless you can get another world class manager in, which is unlikely, um, we'll go down next season instead. Mm-hmm. So, if he wants to sell the football club for anything like two hundred and fifty plus million pounds, this is the time to do it. Um, that's just an opinion. Um, you know, he is a fucking idiot at the end of the day, and he's he's defied logic many times. So, so there's that. Today, mm-hmm. um, Paul Martin Hardy, who is a well-respected journalist and you know doesn't print rubbish, mm-hmm. has reported that the club have offered Rafa mm-hmm. a one-year extension to. Um, right. Solve the transfer deadlock that exists at the club. Um, your thoughts on, on that?
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, it's been said before, though. I know I respect Martin Hardy, um, but I don't know if he's been sort of fed a line there. Because apparently Rafa's never had like a, a contract um, offered to him. Um, if it is, then. I think he would be absolutely mental to take it, um, but because I like, I don't know what do, do I mean is actually really is he that redeemable now? Like if he suddenly just spends he spends like a hundred million in January, is like does that make everything all right? I don't think it does. Um, uh, so, I'd be very surprised if if Rafa took that. Um, but I suppose you never know. But um uh it's a difficult one again, because uh, as much as I'd I'd want him to stay in the long term, um, like under new ownership, it's like it's almost it's he's the he's the glue that's keeping everything together. Um like as as the status is now. Um so it there's almost a a, a train of thought that that thinks like the sooner Rafa goes the better in a way. 'Cause I like, that that way things might sort of uh sort of implode at the point where like thing he would he would have to move he would have to like actually would have to go because he he wouldn't be in this league which is the cash cow that he that he um that he that he chases and um when I he chase he just sat, sits and collects it basically but um i uh, so i don't know i i don't know if it's even a, a good thing imagine rafa like sign it and just keeps things going as it is it's like if people are frustrated enough for just to, like, it's just going to keep happening and keep going and keep extending that frustration and um, and extending, like, the malaise that's on the club at the minute. I don't know. It just seems like a bit of a, a stick and plaster over a, an absolute gaping wound for me.
1: Like Yes, uh, I'll not add too much to that um, spot on. I think Rafa would be mad to, to, to sign anything with these people after what they've done, Um yeah. Uh, they've learned nothing from their, their previous relegations absolutely nothing in fact if anything they've managed to to get worse because if you look at the relegation of 15-16 at least they recognized the shit we were in and went out and improved the team and they mm-hmm. did improve the team Uh not enough but you know Townsend made an yeah. impact Shelby made an impact albeit not as much as, as Townsend um, and yet here we are 6th of January nowhere near signing any players uh, the manager clearly furious about it all still, and the fact that there's even a mm-hmm. a transfer standoff is just fucking laughable. Um, the standoff is, yeah. you know, buying players of, of a certain age. Just all this shite that we've, we've had for years in, and and got us relegated last time. So it's very depressing. Um,
2: it is, Uh well, they they obviously think they're doing a great job in yeah. that. So like, there's nothing really changed. So they claim. Oh, well, Rafa, and you know he he can go out and scout players, and then you will you'll give them a list and that, and they've got to fit these these boxes that they've that they've set. And if they don't, they just won't, don't get bought. Well, but yeah, but we've been relegated like a number of times underneath your stewardship. It's like oh, where where's the lessons being learned? You you're, it's like you you still you're still in day one of the job, and you've got this idea, and it's like no, we're we're twelve years on, eleven, twelve years on, and. Yeah, there's been no progress made under you, it's like, like doing, like going through this method. Um, so, aye, aye, I I, I, I don't think I can't see, I can't, I can't for the life. See Rafa actually signing up. If he is, then he. If he does, then you, you've got to question his sanity, like, but because um, that's already been pushed to the pushed to the brink. Because you can tell he's he just looks absolutely fed up. With it. Yeah.
1: Aye. Yes, uh, we all are. um and well, I think that's it for this week for the True Faith podcast. Nice, cheery episode for everybody. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure next week's free podcast post Chelsea will be even better. Um, but thanks so much for listening, and thanks for sticking with the True Faith podcast. Uh, we're all very grateful. And um, yeah, we've got loads of shows planned this week for patrons and me and Paul and uh, anyone else who who's around next week. What about there's about eight of them going to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge? So it'll not be me and you, I think, Paul, but the the lads and lasses who yeah. are who are down there. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to True Faith Podcast. Paul, thanks for your time, and we'll speak to you very soon. Cheers.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.